Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. I'm Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about San Juan. June 24th is the feast day of St. John the Baptist, San Juan in Catalan. But a bit like St. Patrick's Day in Ireland, these days it's more of an excuse for a party than a religious celebration. St. John's Eve is a noisy, all-night affair of food and drink, music and dancing, and fireworks and bonfires. Here to tell us what it's all about are Gifre Jordan and Emma Munros. Bona Ravella. Bona Ravella. Bona Ravella is something I've seen on all the posters about St. John. So I don't actually know what it means. Like, You've got to know what Ravella means. Uh, basically, Ravella is what we do for St. John, basically. Just a, uh, a yes. party, you know? Street party. Street party. Yeah. Or, you know, a party in a terrace. And on the eve as well. I think that's related exactly. to Ravella. Exactly. It's supposed to be the eve. The night before. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Okay. Well, here on Filling the Sink, we've talked about various Catalan holidays. San Jordi, which we say it's a bit like a better version of Valentine's Day. La Castañera, it's kind of like Halloween, but it's got its own distinct traditions. But San Juan is just, it is just a big party. I mean, basically, but it's also, I think, um, it's related to how the summer begins and this party is focused on that, on just how summer festivities will come along after this one. Yeah, it's kind of like the end of the school year as well, so it's a good time, isn't it? For It's the perfect time <laughs> of the year. I mean, it, it, it falls in, in the first week of summer mm-hmm. and you have all typical summery elements uh, in this celebration. So you've got... Good weather, you've got open air celebrations because it's good weather. You've got uh, in coastal towns, you've got celebrations at the beach, let's say, even swims, uh, late night or early morning swims. Late night swims. Is that the kind of thing that you would have done growing up then, gone to these parties? And like, is it a kind of thing that as a kid you enjoy? Is it an adult or is it kind of fun for all the family? Or what would you say? I mean, I just have like the fondest memories of San Juan as a kid. So everyone celebrated, but for kids, I think it's really special as well. Exactly, because it's got this extra element, exactly. firecrackers, yeah. that's uh, really related to kids. Everyone can light the firecrackers, but it's like more kids. But I think San Juan is a celebration that uh, goes with you throughout your life, let's <laughs> yeah. say. As a kid, you are like lighting firecrackers. Then when you're a teenager or maybe when you're in your 20s, not my case anymore, but Emma's <laughs> is, uh, you've uh, spent all night at the beach, yeah. eating, Partying. drinking, uh, whatever. And then, for instance, my San Juan now, it's just eating coca, basically, <laughs> which is like the typical uh, pastry related to, to San Juan. And what about the origins of it then? Because it kind of almost coincides with the summer solstice. So... I guess it's maybe one of these pagan festivals that's been around for eternity, but it's also got that religious element too. It's kind of a mix. Exactly. And because of that, you know, historians don't really have a consensus. Uh, Some of them say that it's pagan, it's got pagan origins. Others say, no, it's actually religious. What we know for certain is like we've got documents talking about San Juan in the 15th century in Barcelona, that's for sure. And, you know, and some people are saying this is pagan because, you know, uh, we also have bonfires. We'll talk about them later. And this is a way to to burn spirits and weird creatures and so on. Others say it's religious because we are doing it on the 
opposite day of Christmas, so the farthest day of Christmas, so it's the day of the devil, Christmas being the day of our Lord, let's say. Uh, so, you know, it, it's not very clear. It's not very clear. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think it falls more or less on the summer solstice, I guess. This is, the, the, and you know, with the fires and everything. I just imagine that this must have just been celebrated here, like in lots of other parts of Europe, at least, for a long, long, long time. Exactly. And we've got this Stonehenge uh, celebration, for instance. in England, exactly, with exactly. the solstice. So, and this is like clearly pagan and so on. So... St. John is the shortest night of the year, and it's not the shortest night of the year <laughs> at the same time. Because uh, when we talk about St. John, Emma, you, you mm -hmm. will know uh, as well, we always say, oh, it's the most magic night of the exactly. year. Because it's the shortest it's night of the year. Yes. But it's not, actually. <laughs> Technically it's not. not. It's fitness, <laughs> actually. So, it's just a couple of days late, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. So, for instance, we are recording now on the 21st of June, Wednesday. And it's actually tonight, the shortest night of the year. And on the 23rd, the night is seven seconds longer <laughs> seven already. Seconds so, longer. it's no so, longer. Right, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Not many people know about it. I've always no. thought, you know, but now researching, it's like, oh, no, no, no. It's not actually the shortest Before I came here, I just believe like the fake news. <laughs> it's fake news. And, you know, just in very short uh, words, we can say that this is because of the change between the Julian and the Gregorian calendar 400 years ago. There was some delay. Uh, so it used to, to fall on the shortest night of the year. It used to fall, yeah. Right, but because of the delay that was caused by by too many leap days uh, they had to you know they had to sort it out and fix that and it doesn't fall anymore in Those the shortest extra seven of the year. seconds you know exactly but the marketing is perfect exactly. for the night you know well, like most Catalan festivities, food and drink plays a big role during San Juan. And in fact, there's even a food named after the feast day, La Coca de San Juan. Sweet or savoury, cocas are traditional pastries eaten in Catalonia and other Catalan-speaking areas like the Balearic Islands and Valencia. The Coca de San Juan is sweet. Eggs and sugar are added to the dough to make a brioche-like base, which, in the classic version, is topped with pine nuts and candied fruits like cherries, oranges and melon. If that's not your thing, there are plenty of alternatives. Some other traditional ingredients include marzipan, custard or pork rind. The Coca de Cabel de Angel or angel hair coca is made from puff pastry rather than brioche and filled with a sweet pumpkin jam. La clàssica són la de brioix i fruita i la llardons, aquesta és una de les que But while the classics always fly out the door, Antoni Bellart, head of the Barcelona Pastry Chefs Association, says they're always trying new things like passion fruit, pistachios, chocolate or even green tea. This year they expect to sell over 1.8 million artisan cocas across Catalonia. In fact, Antoni reckons the figure could be even higher as San Juan falls on a weekend and because customers are increasingly buying three or four smaller cocas instead of one or two big ones so they can try out different flavours. Different flavours. 
lo único que sabemos hacer es una, una coca feta con productos naturales. Antonio acknowledges artesanal pastizarias can't compete on price with the big supermarkets and industrial bakeries. But what they can offer, he says, is fresh, natural ingredients with no additives, made just a few hours before customers pick them up. Well, if you're in Catalonia, I hope you managed to get your order in in time for your coca. Uh, thanks very much to Antoni for uh, speaking to us as well. What about you two? Are you fans of cocas? Any particular favourite flavours? Do you like the newfangled ones? No, no, no. no. Tra- always, traditional all the way. We Keep always right? go. We'll, I always we'll, go we'll, traditional. Uh, either the classic one um, or the Cabildangel one. You know, you, you just heard it. This uh, this pastry filled with uh, jam made from pumpkin pulp and white sugar. That's the that's the Cabildangel. That's the most delicious one. Yeah. What do you reckon, Emma? Uh, I don't really like the one with like fruits. I just think that's weird for me. But Cabildangel's fine. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of coca in general like no. if it's there i'll eat it but i don't mind and what else i mean obviously coca is the dessert on the on this night before san juan st john's eve uh, but i guess you eat other stuff is there any kind of other particular dish or is it just whatever i'd say with the coca uh, as a dessert you would get a glass of cava that's yeah that's something clear yeah. that you would you have most people would do Catalan cava from Panades or wherever. Oh, obviously, yeah. obviously, uh, <laughs> and yeah, but we don't have any set main dish. No, uh, you know, it's not like on Christmas Day, which is like established. Exactly, taking into account that it's a celebration, I would do an easy pam tomacat. Yeah, know, so bread, bread, bread with tomato, mm, with squeezed tomato there, Lovely. and some truita de patatas. For exactly, uh, like yeah. a, an omelet, like a potato omelet. Yeah, exactly. So when all this feasting is going on, uh, we're eating our coca and drinking our cava, if you're at one of the bigger street party celebrations, you'll often see a bonfire as well, Emma. Exactly. So they are usually lit in like squares or crossroads in the middle of the street, just there. And in San Juan, there's a lot of fire. So I think that relates with the idea of it being a magic night, I think. I've always related it to that, and the fires are lit mainly to just burn like um, what you don't want to bring into this new season, and it also has like that idea to purify and protect you from bad spirits and stuff. And it's a great opportunity to get rid of stuff. Exactly. Too. You know, for instance, uh, some children would uh, barn their textbooks. Actually, yeah. uh, a the symbolic the... kind of exactly, okay, like, yeah. moving okay. on. Exactly. Uh, moving on or old furniture exactly. or something. So and I've heard sometimes that people jump over the bonfire, so they must not be that big. Or um, It depends. Because uh, somewhere, like some places, uh, people like actually do competitions to see like which bonfire is the biggest. It's either you get a big bonfire or you get a small one because the joy you get out of like jumping over it. So it's like you get the two options, but there's always fire in between. Jumping over a bonfire, I don't know if I'd fancy it. Like, have you done? Have you ever done that? I've never done that, but I'm I'm sure you would fancy it. Come on, maybe after a few cavas. And uh, so that's the bonfires. But the other thing that you cannot help but notice the noise. Of the firecrackers. And I've seen pop-up shops everywhere as well. It's like just about a week ago, just all of a sudden, like here, there, like, you yeah. know, the fireworks are being sold everywhere. Absolutely. So it's it, it's important that people understand that 
we're not talking about fireworks organized by local authorities. It's just firecrackers that anyone can buy. Exactly. Yeah. So when you're crossing a road, you have to be careful on San Juan's Eve because you don't know if like a firecracker is going to pop out of somewhere. Yeah, and it's mad because, you know, in a lot of places, looking like in the UK and Ireland, a lot of these things are banned, you know. But here it's like, I mean, I guess people are quite careful with this or well yes but i mean if they banned it it'd, it'd be like celebration. so come on you cannot ban firecrackers and you're just saying some of them have great little names small onions or something you were saying one of them yes is? so kids are usually the ones that buy most of these firecrackers they are for kids so they are not like big fireworks what we usually call bumbetas or sabetas which are like small bags of gunpowder which you just throw into the floor and they pop like a small pop i think you might call them snappers maybe i don't know it's probably one of those things that everywhere has their own word for them in here it's small bombs or small onions small bombs or small onions and and also like Little sparkling sticks, which are like sparklers. Yeah, they're nice. You know, I can I can cope with a sparkler. You know, it's like it's, like, it's the bangers. Like, <laughs> well, that's the, that's like <laughs> that's level it. one. Exactly. I'm not a, I'm not you know that's I'm not a proper Catalan until I get my hand on these other ones. You would give that to a five year old. Yeah, that come suits, on, so come suits on. me perfectly. A little sparkler, right? What are they called? Um, we call them bangalas. Bangalas. Okay. When I was little, I used to draw like fire figures in the air yeah you can kind uh, yes. of exactly. trace out were letters or figures and yeah. things. but if you move on like bigger firecrackers would be like um fountains of fires and light of fire that sounds yeah, quite beautiful I mean, they are not like big fountains but they are nice to nice to look at yeah it's like sparkles of different colors and they are like going off a small box. I guess this is ones that you put down on the ground rather than holding your hand. Or? Exactly. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, sure. But also like crackers that we call them chinos, like Chinese. Uh, it's a weird name, but on every box, that's what you see. That's, that's ordinary bangers, I'd say. Yeah. You know, that's something that you would light somehow and it's like, boom, that's it. Yes. Well, they were invented in China, I suppose, weren't they? <laughs> well, the powder was invented Gunfighter? there. So, yeah. Um, and if you got screamers as well, those are the ones that make a big... Yes. Yeah. No, when yeah. <laughs> That's a very good sound effect. <laughs> very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No need for a sound effect. Uh, library? No, no, library. Just, we can make them all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we would call them couettes, like Quets. rockets. Ah, rockets, yeah. of course, right. Yeah. And some, I remember as a kid, uh, being some of the bigger couettes were truenos or trons. Yeah. And it's like super big... Uh, Screamers, which is like thunder. No, that means thunder. thunder. Yeah. That, yeah. that means thunder. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, we're still recording it. We're still a few days away from San Juan, but I heard one go off, and it scared the absolute crap out of me. And I'm not the only one because there's a bit of a debate going on about how much noise these firecrackers make. And Gifre, you've been finding out more. Is there anything more typical of St. John's Eve in Catalonia than the constant orchestra of loud bangs and whistles in the background while everyone is eating their slice of coca? Well, this may change at some point in the future. Just under a week before St. John, Barcelona welcomed its first ever low-noise firecracker stand. 
Set up in the well-off upper part of the city, in Plaza Molina, the La Traca company has made a move to please St. Joan's skeptics. Jordi Brau, CEO of La Traca, told me when I visited the pop-up shop that some firecrackers have an expected noise and that especially bothers pets, kids and elderly people as well as those with sensitive hearing. So they began to develop what they call low-noise bangers. That is, St. John firecrackers that are limited to 97 decibels, according to Jordi, the level of a normal conversation. La Traca is kind of a pioneer in this business, but Jordi told me the only thing they are doing is adapting to the new times. Whereas in the old days, bad guys used to set off firecrackers in bins and post boxes, now the celebration is more focused on children and their needs are different. Vets and animal rights defenders also back this point of view, highlighting that dogs' hearing is four times better than ours, and cats' hearing is even sharper, meaning they can suffer from anxiety, fear and distress. Some can try to flee, risking a fall from a window or being run over by a car. Both Barcelona's Vets Association and the animal rights section of the city's Lawyers Bar Association have called on the public to use low-noise firecrackers. They warn that the reports of missing animals after St. John's Eve doubles compared to a random couple of days. As I walk out of La Traca, I think with a little bit of nostalgia about the times when, as a kid, I used to enjoy firecrackers such as trons, trackers, quets and baterias, or thunders, chains of bangers, rockets and drums. The louder, the better. I wonder whether the next generation of kids still have the same philosophy for St. Juan. Thanks for that, Gifre, and thanks to Jordi Brow as well. So if you're in Catalonia and you want to get involved in the celebrations, where do you go? Well, if you live in a coastal town, I mean, you've got to try at least once in your exactly. lifetime. You've got to go to the beach, uh, sit there on the sand, drink, eat. And maybe, you know, at 4 or 5 a.m., you want to, you know, have a midnight swim. Uh, that's very typical for San Juan. Yeah, you know. and I mean, all up and down the coast of Catalonia, the beaches are packed, aren't they? Packed, the exactly. Totally packed, so that's, yeah. that's clear. And we've got to say that one of the typical things to do for San Juan is to see the sunrise, uh-huh. which is very Quite early, obviously. obviously. Yeah. And that is approximately at 6 a.m., so people would, loads of people would stay there. Uh, until 6 a.m. when the police, after the sunrise, <laughs> would remove them all. Move them on. Because you've got to clean the sand yeah. so that beachgoers can use it the from next, early the morning day. the next day. Well, in one hour or two hours Which time. this year is a Saturday and actually a, a bank holiday. It falls on a Saturday, but a lot of shops will be closed. So what to do? Go to the beach. But yeah, big cleanup operation, I'd say, after the crowds. Absolutely. And then, Emma, if you don't happen to be close to the coast... I mean, I think if you go to the nearest square in the city you are, there will be like a party or probably just neighbors having dinner there. And I mean, it's it's quite common that people here set out big long tables and chairs and they're generally open to anyone. No, yeah. I mean, just talk with your neighbors and they'll probably have something arranged which you can take part in. And in some places you might have concerts organized as well. 
And in fact, we've got a guide on catalannews.com uh, with some of the places that you can go uh, in Barcelona and in other cities around Catalonia. Well, that's nearly us for today. There is one other tradition I thought it'd be nice to mention, Emma, and it's not as noisy as all the fireworks and stuff, but no surprise, it does involve fire as well. Exactly. Everything on San Juan Eve has to do with fire. And this one is Flama del Canigo, which is a flame, Canigo's flame. Canigo um, being a mountain. Exactly. It's um, a massive located in the south of France. It used to be Catalonia at one point and people still speak Catalan there. There's a bit of a Catalan culture Exactly. Still. Uh, it's also called Northern Catalonia. So uh, the tradition began in the mid-50s when the dictatorship, Franco's dictatorship was still on because it was one of the places where San Juan could still be celebrated as it was in Spain. And what's the tradition? Okay, so basically, a little fire is lit up there with in the, in Canigo, and that fire, a lot of people take a flame out of it, and that flame is distributed all throughout Catalonia. Okay. So it gets to every village and every town of Catalonia, and every. We can say that it's even distributed throughout all the Catalan-speaking exactly. lands, you know, not only so Catal- the, the actual the administrative Catalonia, but also northern Catalonia, which is still Catalonia, but outside the administrative border, let's say, Balearic Islands and the Valencia land. Or exactly. Uh-huh. And, and, well, it's quite nice and quite symbolic that this that this fire starts in this one mountain, which is a, a very symbolic mountain too, you know, it's, it's, it's written about in literature and poetry exactly. and stuff, it's kind of iconic. And the flame comes from there and makes its way to... In one day. In, in one, one day. day a single day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's it starts on, the, on June 22nd on midnight and all throughout the day it's taken. Okay. There are some volunteers and so on. There's exactly. like a network of people distributing that very same flame into all Catalan-speaking countries. And then it's normally welcomed by the local council or whatever exactly. and it's used to light a bonfire then in the city. Yes, that's what usually the tradition is about and also like when cities receive it and villages receive it there's like music or dances to celebrate that honor it exactly so there you go from welcoming a flame that's come all the way from a mountain in the Pyrenees to just having a bit of a party and swimming in the Mediterranean at 5 o'clock in the morning plenty of options for San Juan this year whatever you're doing have a good one Bona Revella Time now for our Catalan phrase. And you've got one for us this week, Emma. Yes, um, it's posar llenya al foc o posar més llenya al foc. Posar més llenya al foc, so to put more wood on the fire, basically. Exactly, that would be the literal translation, uh-huh. but it has another meaning. Would, uh, I mean, Do you want to guess? You, in English, if you say, if you fuel the fire or something, it's like you're kind of making a situation worse. Is it making a situation worse? That would be like when you're having an argument, just like making it bigger and bigger. Okay, so you, if you're having an argument, you're making it worse, you're putting more wood on the fire. Posar més llenya al foc. Well, that's it for today. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for joining me again, Gifre. Pleasure. And for the first time, Emma. Yes, thank you for having me. We'll see you again. And uh, we're back again next weekend with another episode of Filling the Sink. Until then, for me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, stay safe with all those fireworks. Bye for now. Adeo.